Hey race fans, welcome to Talking Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number five. As always, Novus on the strings bringing us in. Good to be back for episode number five. Trey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Cal. Missed missed some racing this weekend, but took advantage of the the off weekend. Got a nice little vacation in, set, ready now. Let's go for the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Refreshed, got away for the last week or so. Back to work, back to podcasting, but most excitingly back to racing. The news didn't take a break, though. Um, Two big headlines kind of coming out of the weekend. Firstly, Harris Blitzer Sports Group buying into my favorite, Joe Gibbs Racing. So they're going to become a minority owner. The owner of Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment is Josh Harris, and he is the prospective new owner of the Washington Commander. So the connection continues between Joe Gibbs and the football team in Washington. Trey, what do you think about that? Yeah, definitely an interesting move. Um Always good to see more horizons come into the sport. Recent years, we've seen Michael Jordan, Pitbull. Um, so any other type of uh, ownership coming in and bringing a new base with them is always interested to see. So excited to see what, if any, changes come from that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Washington definitely carries a ton of fans that are mutual fans between NASCAR and the NFL, I know a lot of the drivers are Washington fans. I know Hamlin is. I know Junior is. Um, and obviously, the connection with the coach. So I think that's a great partnership. I'm excited to see that continue. Um, moving on, though, I think something I'm very excited to see, a driver I really liked seeing on the track, looks like Josh Berry. We're recording this on Tuesday the 20th. So nothing official, but the news looks pretty clear. It looks like it's going to be Josh Berry taking over for Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I think we talked on this, I think in episode one, actually, um, that Josh Berry had proven himself this year, uh, got a couple of rides there with with Hendricks with uh, the 48 in the 48 and in the nine um, and definitely told the the sport that he is ready for for the big leagues now. Um, excited to see him get an opportunity that Stuart Haas racing team losing a good one in, in Kevin Harvick. Um, be interested to see see where that team goes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I hate to see a legend like Kevin retire. Obviously, he's still got a lot left in the tank, but for personal reasons, you know, hanging it up and, you know, reasons I can respect for sure. But as that team kind of moves forward with potentially Barry as the driver, it looks like it's going to be Barry. I wonder who's going to be on top of the pit box. It's certainly got to be a little bit of a dilemma for Stuart Haas to have to deal with. Because if I'm Chase Briscoe and I'm about to inherit probably the top driver role, over at SHR, I tell you what, I want the top crew chief on top of my pit box and that 14 team. And I would really like to see it be Rodney Childers being my crew chief. I know that this week, um, in kind of some more minor news, they shook up their crew chief situation over at SHR with Riley Herb's crew chief coming up for um, Chase Briscoe. And obviously, if this season were to continue uh, in a lot better direction than the 14 has been going, you know, you know, maybe things stay humdrum, but. All I'm saying is I think Rodney Childers is the best in the game. And if I'm a driver at Stuart Haas, I'd hate to see a new driver come in and immediately inherit Rodney Childers. Yeah, I mean, I think that you want to give your team the best opportunity to win. Um, 
looking down the list of drivers there at Stuart Haas, I mean, Chase Briscoe has been up and down throughout his career, Eric Almarola, uh, and then that the Ryan Priest car there that was uh, that car that was Cool Custer's last year. Uh, so they do- definitely don't have the pedigree. Um, neither does Josh Berry, but it might be interested to see maybe him continuing success for that for that four car. For sure. And I think that that's going to be a big sell. What ends up happening? Because I think Josh Berry impressed a lot of people, a lot of big sponsors when he was driving for, for Hendrick Motorsports. But if you're going to try and retain some sponsorship, obviously Anheuser-Busch, the Bush Light car has become a staple of Harvick. They're obviously willing to put out a bunch of new schemes. They're very active with Harvick in their marketing. And Mobile One's also a really big sponsor. So those are just two that you you might want to convince to stick around rather than go to another team. I know Anheuser-Busch has been talking about maybe Ross Chastain. Um, but if you're Stuart Haas Racing and this four car has been your best car, you want to keep those guys or those sponsors and help this new guy out with some good funding. And then there's also you know the Johnny Morris situation where they've been sponsoring um, a lot of these um, JRM products, you know, sponsoring one of the JRM cars in that nine and eight. Uh, but I just would like to see who's going to stay with them. Who's going to be sponsoring Barry. What's he bringing to the, t- is a tire pros? I don't know. Um, but I think for a young driver pairing him with Rodney Childers, that's a big sell to the sponsors. Yeah. I, I think maybe that we'll see in the announcement that will, by the time this podcast goes live, have already been made. We might see some of those sponsors get announced. Sure. Um, but I, I would also think that there might be more down the line. I think we now see in NASCAR, it's more than just, you know, one primary sponsor. You might run three, four, five different sponsors throughout the year. So I wouldn't even be shocked uh, to see kind of a combination there of a couple couple different sponsors for him and be interested to see the schemes they come out with. I definitely agree with that. But good time for the news. The Tennessee native Josh Berry, we're heading to Nashville. This week, we're back to racing after the off week. First race of the second half. I'm pretty damn excited to be going to Nashville. This is a third year straight. We've been going back there. This has been a pretty entertaining race. Last year ended up kind of being a, a pitch strategy finish. Chase Elliott bringing it home, but I always enjoy being in Nashville. I'm pretty excited for this race. Definitely a newer track. Haven't been to it very much, so this is only the third year here. Um, but a, a good up-and-coming racing market, I think. You know, the whole Nashville scene has kind of blown up in the last last few years. Uh, so you can definitely bring in a lot of the younger audience that the sport might be lacking. I know that, you know, the older generation, they they have hung on. Uh, but guys like our age, Kyle, they don't follow it as much. So I think going to a place like Nashville or next weekend we're in Chicago, kind of some younger booming areas you might – you might see the the crowd gravitate towards the sport. Well, I'd certainly agree with that. And, you know, you mentioned our age range. I know there's a ton of guys um, going down there, bachelor parties, ton of girls going out of bachelorette parties. That is a market that if you're NASCAR, obviously you've been there for three straight years. This is not news to them, but that is something that they have to capitalize on because bringing that event to Nashville, uh, I, I think F1 has captured that moment where you're getting the suits walking around and people walking around with their couple grand pit passes. And, you know, it's a celebrity event to be there. I think NASCAR has been okay with 
allowing a lot of that celebrity buzz to not necessarily be who they're focusing on and then letting the media feed after that kind of sell itself. I think this could be the place where you see NASCAR fans that maybe aren't getting pit passes, but this is the event and this event's in town. And it's not just, I'm here to listen to some music. I'm here to listen to some music, have a great time, go out on Broadway and then see some cars go really frigging fast on Sunday while I'm hungover. So I think that that would be a very wise move for NASCAR, do everything they can to bring in that demographic of, you know, 20 to 25 or, you know, just build some new fans and, and build a moment because that's what F1's capitalizing on. Because I've watched that racing. I don't find it entertaining. I find the innovation that they allow in that side of motorsports compelling, but I think NASCAR needs to sell itself in the moment. And there's right now kind of like the Las Vegas of the East Southeast. I think that Nashville is the spot to do it. That's a market to just absolutely tap sell people coming in, having a good time, come in for a three day, four day weekend. You're going to see some racing and have a hell of a time. So I'm really excited for this race. I want to get down there in one of these coming years and check it out for myself. But I tell you what, I think it's going to be a good race. And to say the very least, I think it'll be the entertaining side of things, no matter what happens on the track. As far as what I think will happen on the track, I think we can get into some race predictions. I'm liking my boy, The number 11 group, Denny Hamlin, led 114 laps last week. I'm sorry, last year at Nashville. And then to round out my three of five, I'm going to go 11, Hamlin, 12, Ryan Blaney, a little bit on a hot streak right now, ran there well last year. And then the 2021 winner, Kyle Larson. I think that those are great picks, Kyle. I think before the race, we definitely talked, or sorry, before the podcast, we had discussed uh, how Denny has run well there. Ran well there last year. I think he got shuffled a little bit due to some strategies at the end. Um, but he's in my top five, but he's not quite my winner. A guy that's run really well there both years, uh, Ross Chastain. Hasn't had the best last few weeks since uh, old Mr. H told him uh, that he needs to settle down a little bit. But I think that coming off the bye, he kind of settled himself down. I think we're going to see Ross Chastain in victory lane. Um but continuing with that, in my top five, I also have Denny Hamlin to go with uh, Ross Chastain. And just like you, Kyle, I have the 2021 winner, Kyle Larson, joining them there in the top five. Kyle Larson, the guy that won in 2021 last year, ran up top. I think he had a top five finish. So definitely uh, a guy that you can't can't stray away from when making your picks. Certainly, certainly. Um, as far as the long shot, it's kind of a, a hard track to predict. There's not a lot of a notebook on it with the last two races, but I tell you what, a guy I think might have some momentum. You know, change often in sports can be can be a good thing and spark you in the right direction. Um, plus ten thousand, I'm gonna go with Chase Briscoe as my long shot this week. Definitely a good pick. See how that Stuart Haas team uh, reacts to some of their changes that we have discussed already. Uh, but my long shot at about plus 15,000 is Austin Sindrick. This I don't have too much of a reason for, just a guy that I feel like hasn't had his best stuff um, outside of that 500 win last year. Uh, but would be interested to see him running up front. Could have some value there. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like Austin. It's hard to count on a Penske car. I mean, that's that's the flagship car, the number two. Austin showed a lot in Xfinity. Obviously, a Daytona 500 champion. I'm feeling good about it. I, I think that's a good pick at at that 
that odds range. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, Hey, you know, you never know. But uh, as we recap before Trey is kind of putting it to me a little bit, take me out to the woodshed four to one on the season. So a little bit of overlap with our picks. We'll see if I can make up some ground or maybe we'll stay the same. I don't know, but either way, I'm excited to watch this race, get into it. I think it'll be a good time. Kind of got a new segment for you guys this week. We didn't obviously have a race on Sunday, so uh, we came up with a new idea. We're going to do a little NASCAR trivia. It's an ongoing segment we like to mix in over the next few weeks. Certainly not an every week type of thing. But when the content allows for it, I think it'd be a fun time for everybody to go through it. So we're going to go. It's NASCAR trivia, and this particular topic is sponsorship. So the categories being sponsorship. So you must give the sponsor the driver and the number. So if I said, give me a Bass Pro driver, you'd say, well, Bass Pro, it's Martin Truex, the number 19. So that's how you get the points. You got 60 seconds to answer. There's going to be a couple per sponsor. We're each going to go through five questions. We're going to alternate one by one. Trey, I will give you the honors to choose if you'd like to ask a question first or if you'd like to be receiving the question first. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the question first. Oh, put me on the spot. Here we go. Absolutely. I think I have a good one to start us off, an iconic NASCAR sponsor, but we're going to go with the, the M&M car, the, the Mars car. Okay. Jeopardy music playing in my head. I'm going to go, obviously, Cowbush, 18, Cowbush. Uh, Kenny Schrader, 36. And then... I'm thinking of those throwbacks Kyle did a couple years ago. They put out paint schemes. Elliot Sadler, 38. Yep. M&M's. All right. Three Trey for three free. there. I'll take it. So you have to get all three to get the point. That's also part of the instruction. So to get all three to get the point. So Trey, in the return serve, another iconic sponsor. We're going to go DuPont slash Exalta. Yeah, so – we're going to go with the obvious one in Jeff Gordon, uh, the 24 there. And then the guy that followed him up in uh, William Byron, also in the 24. And this third one, I have a guess in mind because I seem to recall him running it, maybe not super often, but I'm going to say Dale Jr. in the 88. Yeah, that was one for sure. Okay. Yep. All right. One, one, all knotted up, starting with a couple easy ones, Trey. You want to snake it or you want to you want to ask me a question? Uh, what would you like to do? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to I'm kind of winging it here. I'll let you ask me the question cuz right. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. So we'll go uh Molson Coors. Molson Coors. 40 Sterling Marlin right off the bat. Silver bull, I'm feeling it. I got just cuz I have this die cast a 42 Kyle Petty Coors Light Car. And then Molson Coors, so that's Miller, right? Yep. And then Blue Deuce, Rusty Wallace. Yep. Smack that one pretty good. I like that's a I like that one. Molson Coors. There's so many with that one. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. All right, Trey. I'm gonna give you an illustrious, just because of the name. It's a great one. The Tide Ride. Give me three drivers with the Tide Ride. This is a tough one. All right, so DW definitely drove it, but can't think of the number right now. I know that Ricky Rudd drove it. I believe he was in the 32, but that could be wrong. I know that somebody was in the 32. Uh, 
they I were in the Dar- 32, but it wasn't it wasn't it, Ricky Rowe. Yeah. Was Daryl Waltrip in the 17 when he rode it? That's correct. That's it? one. Okay. And I Okay, I'm gonna say Ricky Rudd was in the 10. That's right. That's two. You Andrew. had 32 right. You just got to think of the driver. I can't think of who Think drove Darlington. It. Think Darlington. The oh. tough one. I can't think of it right now. Him, him and Kurt Busch coming to the line. You got it. Was it Ricky Craven? Ricky Craven. Let's go. Nailed it. All right. So two for two each side. Trey. The question falls to you, or asking. You're the moderator. All right. We're going to go with Target as a sponsor. That's a tough one. Kyle Larson, 42, for sure. Yep. Was one Pablo Montoya Target when he blew up? He was. <laughs> he was. So 42, one Pablo Montoya. So that's obviously a Ganassi sponsor. Let me know if this is right. Mr. Excitement, Jimmy Spencer. Did he drive a Target car? He did. He did. All right. Kyle, it's three for three. All right. We're rolling through it. Trey, a good one here. One of my favorite sponsors of all time, Anheuser-Busch, the Bud Bush cars. What do you got for me? Yeah, so the the obvious one, we already kind of talked about it a little earlier in the the show, Kevin Harvick in the four in that Bush car. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iconic. Dale Jr. in the eight. Definitely a good one. Casey Kane drove it in the nine, I think. I think he was in nine. I'm calling it nine. I'm pretty sure it was nine. I know Casey Kane drove a lot of different cars. Um, Yeah, he he really bounced around there. Especially with just changing numbers. Yeah, it was definitely a nine. I think it was the nine. It was definitely a nine. I'm three for three each way. Yeah, so next we'll go with uh, just tobacco products in general. Okay. Right off the bat, 33, School Bandit, Harry Gannett. Yep. I don't know if this counts. The 24 of Jeff Core definitely drove a Nicorette car. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, yeah. All that right, was. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, freaking Gordon. Um, oh, 27, Rusty Wallace, Kodiak. I'm wearing the freaking hat. Yeah, yeah, idiot. <laughs> yep, that All right. is what four for four now. All right, I think we got it so far. Trey, this is gonna seem hard, but it's easy if you think about it. Rush truck centers. You get one, you get them all. I swear to God. Hmm. Oh, Tony Stewart in the fourteen. That's one. That's one. Chase Briscoe, I'm assuming, in the fourteen. I'm assuming it's another one of the Stuart Haas guys. It is. It's not Kevin. So I'm going to go Eric Almarola in the 10. Not quite. Not quite. Well, he might have driven one. I don't want to completely write that off, but there's another one I have in mind. Let's see here. If this is right, I'll tell you who the other one is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Can... He did nail it. He does have one. There is a okay. number 10 Cummins car. I was thinking Boyer. I... Okay. Oh, obviously. Yeah, that's a 
that's a big miss. That's a big miss on my part. Well, they're all 14. (laughs) Yeah. The only reason I, yeah, I don't remember Eric Almarola actually driving it. I was just kind of going through the, the Stuart Haas guys there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, that's just a typical, that's kind of a new sponsor. I want to mix that in. So Trey also four for four. I think we go to the final. This comes in match point. I don't have a tiebreaker question, so we'll tie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's go with interstate, interstate batteries. Okay. Kyle, 18. Bobby, 18. Yep. Del Jarrett, 18. Yep. Yep. Oh, three I could have said like Hamlin. They're all right in their state so, now. What a, what a dumb so one. I was also going to say like if those were like the three I was thinking, like the main, right, three yeah. main ones, but then I believe all three of the yeah. other, uh, well, actually four other, including Ty, I yeah. think have uh, have run an interstate scheme at some point yeah. uh, this year or last. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that one. I like thinking back. Daytona 500 champs. Yes. Um, the in the 18. All right. Last question, Trey, a chance to tie the Valvoline sponsor. Okay. So definitely the two right off the top of my head is Larson in the five mm-hmm. and Willie B in the 24. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of the other Hendrick guys right now have run it. I'm going to say no. Oh, Mark Martin in the six. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, Bowman, I think, was running Valvoline for a little bit. Okay. Um, but I was thinking Mark Martin because that's just classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's I didn't get, why it took me that long to to think. But of it's that. the easy ones. I swear to God, that are like, I mean, like, like the Kodiak, like the twenty seven is like You're, literally an iconic. If you just looked car. at the video, you would see, you would have saw it. You know. Well, I know this is a podcast. You guys can't see it's it's a sick bear logo that was, that intrigued me. Obviously I was not alive. And I think 89 is when he won that championship, but it's a beautiful white Pontiac. Great car. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I hope you guys enjoyed that little fun segment at the end. We're going to try and run through with a different couple different things like driver facts and all that. I think it'd be a good time, especially if you guys play along with us, but I think it's going to be a good time. If you guys continue to tune in, I hope you enjoyed show number five and I hope you enjoy this race weekend on that note. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 